Welcome to the Strong John Fitness Podcast. This show is dedicated to helping you achieve your best body without the BS. We'll cover training, nutrition, basically everything you need for a successful fitness journey, and we'll have some fun along the way. I'm your host, John Vlahoinakos. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to episode one of the Strong John Fitness Podcast. Now, I'd be lying if I told you that I expected to be here one day. Um, but what I really want to do is is take this opportunity to reach as many people as I possibly can, right? The more people I can reach with my story and everything I've done for myself and with clients, the more people I can help um, get fit and that sort of thing, then I've done my due diligence. I've done my job. I am here as a coach. I am here as a friend, as a parent, as a husband. I play many roles, wear many hats, and hopefully my story is here to inspire you, right? I never expect anyone to try to copy what I'm doing um, and vice versa. So I just wanted to take this first episode to tell you exactly who I am. Who is Strong John? Who is this guy, right? So Basically, the long and short of it is that my background is Greek, in case you can tell by my last name. Um, so in a Greek family, food is typically heavily emphasized, right? We we have a lot of get-togethers. We like to eat. I would argue that we are bigger people. Um, so we like food. So I was, uh, I was overweight growing up. I was that chubbier kid. I played hockey. I played soccer. I was very active, but I had a I had a weight problem for sure. Um, I didn't know anything about food growing up. My parents weren't really into health or fitness growing up, so we just I just kind of ate whatever. Um, and while it wasn't the easiest as a kid, as I grew older, it became more and more challenging. Right once I got into high school, really started to feel self conscious. Um, that's when the weight really got pretty bad. I think I weighed up to two hundred and forty pounds at some point, uh, about six foot two, and it was fluffy. It was not a muscular 240. Um, I weigh about, I'm about 230-ish now, and my body is completely different from how it looked back then. So in high school, it was um, it was challenging. I mean, I'd, I'd layer up a bunch of clothes, super baggy clothes were popular at the time. So I remember wearing triple X and four X and tall tees, and it was, um, I was just hiding. I was always hiding and I could never really open myself up. Um, I was always self-conscious around girls. Never really dated throughout high school, or I guess barely dated, you could say. Um, and I was really just shy. I was shy, anxious. Never really stepped into my full potential. I've, I mean, looking back at it now, I'm 31. Looking back to when I was 14, 15, 16, 17, hindsight is 2020. But I knew I had more to give with other people and stuff like that. But I just, I was too held back by how I felt about myself. So, I mean, I was, I was big into hockey, so I really wanted to pursue potentially a career in hockey. I mean, growing up in Toronto, in Canada, I mean, the majority of, of, I'd say white kids want to play hockey and I was one of them, but, um, making the NHL is, is slim pickings. It's, you have to be exceptional and, and I was not an exceptional hockey player, but I wanted to see where I can go. So I played hockey all throughout high school. I um, I got all the way up to 
to junior A, which is a couple steps away from the NHL, but big steps. So I had a chance uh, to go play in Mercyhurst, Pennsylvania. Um, I was not offered a full scholarship, so school would have been way too expensive. So I decided just to stay in Toronto, um, just finish off my minor hockey career there and figure out schooling after that. But even before that, I mean, I had I had trainers throughout high school helping me trying to get in better shape for hockey and, and trying to help me lose some weight. But and my first trainer, he is an amazing person. It's no nothing against him. It's just his style was very 90s bodybuilding, um, very restrictive, restrictive diet. So that's kind of that was my kind of introduction to fitness and trying to lose weight was like, okay, this is your meal plan for Monday to Friday. But that left me to eat whatever I felt like it on Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, just to start the process over again on Monday. So while I did see some improvements in my performance for sure for hockey, my weight never really saw any drastic changes. Um, I was always kind of fluctuating 10 to 20 pounds throughout a year because nothing stuck, right? I would eat super quote unquote clean for a week and the weekend would come and I would eat all the foods I wasn't allowed to eat during the week. And then Monday came and I had to start the process all over again. So this happened for years. It, it led to just a lot of frustration, the same old self-conscious feeling. I was never really happy with myself. Um, and that had a big part to do with it. And into my twenties, once hockey was finished, I kind of shifted gears. I didn't still didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life, but I knew that because I wasn't going anywhere in hockey, I could start getting to this fitness thing. Like I enjoyed working out, uh, learning about food was new for me and nutrition and calories and just all that stuff. So over the course of my twenties, uh, especially my early twenties, I had a group of guys, my brother, my, my couple of best friends, we would all train together. We'd work out. We all went through kind of our own transformation in a sense. Like we all lost a bunch of weight. Um, I lost at least 20 pounds. My brother lost like 50 pounds. One of my good buddies lost another, I think it was like 40 and same thing with my other friends. So we all kind of worked together, but I was sort of the leader of the group. I was doing most of the readings or the YouTube watching back in the day. Like this was like eight to 10, eight years ago. So I kind of became that like go-to person in my space and my circle of friends and then at work as well. So I worked at the Rogers center where the Toronto blue Jays play and we'd be up with the chicken wings and the hot dogs and the pizza and all that stuff. And on any given night, I'd interact with 50 to hundred different people. Uh, most of them women, most of them women who honestly have struggled with fitness and fat loss in their own lives. So it was really eye opening that I could become this go-to person to people where they were struggling with an aspect of fitness and I could help them. Even though I wasn't necessarily certified at the time, I was the guy at the workplace. Like I always had my lunches or my dinners brought. I talked, we talked food all the time. We got into arguments about different training styles and different eating styles. And it was, it was fun. I enjoyed talking to people about this and helping them. And after, I think after they saw me go through my own transformation, it becomes more eye-opening because anyone can kind of talk the talk, but until you can walk the walk, especially in terms of fitness, I think arguably you get more respect in that circumstance. So it was uh, twenty from 2015 to 2016, 2017 was like the busiest, most hectic chapter of my life to this point. Um, so I was working at the Rogers Center. I was in school at York University. 
finally got into kinesiology and I wanted to become a personal trainer. I'm like, I, I, I've been through, I did a college course. I've, I've got my certificate. Um, I want to be a personal trainer. So I decided to go, I job hunted at big box gyms. I'm like, you know what? I got to start there. I knew because I was a bit older starting in the industry compared to some people, I knew that the big box gym wasn't where I wanted to be long-term. So I gave my, I told myself, I'm going to give myself at least a year at a big box gym and see how it goes. So our son, so I got the job at a big box gym, February, 2016. We had our son Nico in August of that year. And let me tell you, <laughs> having a personal training job, a newborn, uh, university schedule and uh, what I would argue is like a night job at the Rogers center all at the same time is a recipe for absolute disaster. So those months were not my best in terms of fitness or health at all, but I knew that there was a greater plan at play. Um, so I worked, I loved working with people. I got to, to meet so many different people at the, at the box gym. It was great because I got to work on my craft, but I knew like, the schedule itself was not working for me, uh, working 6 a.m. to to 12 p.m. and then going back for 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. multiple times a week, balancing a baby as well. And like I never got to see my wife. And then I was working Saturdays. Then I was working Sunday mornings and I had school like everything was kind of taking its toll. So it became a point where I had to make a decision and I decided to put the degree on hold to focus on personal training. So. February 2016 is when I gave my notice. Um, February 2017, sorry, is when I gave my notice to leave that big box gym. And honestly, I had already kind of created my own business before that. Uh, Strong John Fitness was born October of 2016 because I knew the end, the end of one chapter and the beginning of another was coming. And again, like I talked to hundreds of of coworkers at my previous job. And I knew some of them needed training and I knew some of them wanted training. So that's kind of what kickstarted it. So I may or may not have worked for strong John fitness and a big box gym at the same time. We're not going to get into all of that, but basically like the, the other part of my story is the big, the bigger next part of the chapter is that throughout the pregnancy and the first six months of Nico's life, my weight just skyrocketed from uh, August 2016 to about February of 2017, when I decided to to leave and start my own, I was fighting my weight big time. Uh, I was not, I thought I was prepared to, <laughs> to keep my fitness levels up and, and have a newborn. I was not, I was not ready, but I, uh, I decided to compete in powerlifting in 2017, August. And I think that kind of kickstarted me back into the regiment that I needed. Um, and I honestly, I can't thank my wife enough for her support because she let me go to the gym multiple times a week when we had a, a newborn at home. So there was that plus balancing work. So over the course of 2017, I lost 30 pounds, um, competed, competed in my first and only powerlifting meet. I'm not sure I'll ever compete again, but I enjoyed it. I got to get strong. I got to document my whole journey and I lost a bunch of weight and I was able to keep it off. And I think that for me was the turning point because I had found solutions over the years that worked short term, but nothing worked long term like what I did in 2017 um, for the long haul. And I honestly haven't looked back ever since. I I had a child, 
my wife and I had a child. I was working on my fitness and I was working on my business and I was balancing all these hats all of a sudden. But my weight, once the competition was over, my weight never rebounded back to where it was. Like I was, I had to compete at 205 pounds. I got up to 235 pounds the February previous to that meet. And from 205, weighing 205 pounds in 2017, I've gained quite a bit of muscle and size since then, just because my training has been better. My eating has been better. Everything has been more consistent. And that's where I really this year took that pivot to focus on helping parents. Um, for anyone who knows me from Facebook or Instagram, um, I work mainly with parents. I help parents lose weight without restrictive dieting, excessive amounts of cardio. Um, so they can bring back the confidence they had, uh, pre baby or back in a time in their life where they felt their best and just get the body they deserve because I've seen, I've been there and I've seen too many parents struggle to put their health first in a sense, because as parents, typically what happens is you end up putting yourself on the back burner. Everybody else matters. You matter last. I am of the belief that you can't pour from an empty cup. So I, I work with parents to help them see that. Look, when you are at your best, you can help the rest of your family with theirs, with their stuff, help them be their best, right? If you feel crappy, if your eating isn't really that good, if you're not active, you're not going to feel good. You're not going to operate at your, at your highest potential and going through it for myself, like Nico's four now, I know when I'm training consistently and I'm eating, let's say an 80, 20 split of healthy foods versus uh, treats, I'm feeling good when I'm relatively lean. I feel good. I operate on a different level completely. And it's been my goal to help parents do the same, whether they've, they want to lose 50 pounds or the last 10, it's about shifting the mindset that you can prioritize your health and fitness and still be a good parent. It's not one or the other. They're not mutually exclusive. Um, so that's, that's the gist of my story that that's strong John in a nutshell. Now, if you're, if you're new here and you have no idea who I am, John Vlahoinakos is the name, and um, I'm an online weight loss coach. This is what I do. So thank you for being here, for anyone listening. I uh, look forward to, uh, to releasing some more episodes more consistently. And if you haven't had the chance to subscribe yet, please hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're using, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at strongjohnfitness or check out the website at strongjohnfitness.com. Thanks for listening.